Hello, hello, hello. Well, we made it through 2020 and we're about to be into 2021. And well, let's just say that this has been quite the roller coaster of a ride. I feel like I've done five upside down loops, twists and turns. I threw up. I went back and I ate a churro and I decided to go on the wild ride again because why wouldn't I? And I got sick all over again. But at the end, I ended up just laughing and having that memory. It has been a very sad 2020. It has been a year that's been filled with depression, anxiety, stress. But at the end of the day, we all came together, right? We all had this um, revelation, this aha moment. We all took a breath and just sat in our own thoughts. And something that I'm very thankful about 2020 is I got to speak with people who had never talked about mental illness before, had never talked about mental health, had never acknowledged uh, what so many of us are going through. And why is that? Because they finally went through it themselves. I think that this was a year where everyone realized, wow, what you've been going through and everyone who's been talking about mental health has gone through is real. I was very lucky to be surrounded by such a positive, strong, fantastic group of people. And I've also been really lucky to be the shoulder for them to lean on, to be the person that they ask, hey, why am I having this feeling? Why do I feel like my chest is about to explode? Why do I feel like I'm going to cry at the drop of a hat? Why am I pulling my hair out of my head? To explain to them what is going on and being aware of it, because I had already been through this the past 10 plus years, and let's be honest, my entire life. But to be able to express what that emotion was, what that feeling is, and be able to provide them with the tools to get the help. That's what I take from 2020. I had a little slump, if you will, uh, for emotional support, getting back in action. So I want to do a giant thank you to just a few people who helped out. First and foremost, I want to thank Dr. Raghu Afasani for kicking me in the ass and telling me to wake up to use my voice, use my platform, and just help provide the resources for others. Um, if it wasn't for that first episode of us talking about Suicide Prevention Awareness Week, I don't think that I would be here today. So thank you. I want to thank my other half, David Haggerty, who has been such a, well, a ball of joy, a ball of energy, and someone that I can bitch and complain with on the regular. I'm so happy we got to get back in action and do beauty in the brain. I also want to say I'm so sorry he had COVID, but the most bananas thing about him having COVID, which happened in March, is I had this real insight of to what was going on. Um, so I'm so thankful and blessed that he's happy. I love you, David. I want to thank you. Yes, you. Whether you're in your car, whether you're in the bath listening to this, I don't know, whatever you're doing, I want to thank you. I couldn't get through this without you. And I know that that sounds so cheesy and so silly and like, blah, 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 everyone says that. But to be truthful, I had a really strange 2020 
uh, right at the beginning of quarantine, my highs were super high and then my lows became super low. I didn't feel like life um, was worth anything. I reevaluated what I want to do in my life. I tried to come up with all these wild ideas of, I don't know. I mean, there were so many things that I thought I was going to do and I didn't accomplish one of them. I mean, I did them for like a week and then I stopped. <laughs> but the one thing that I followed through was emotional support um, because I got incredible letters and DMs and just even videos from some of you, which was really awesome, encouraging me to keep on going, wanting to have that conversation, asking the questions, wanting to learn more from David Haggerty and doing the beauty in the brain, and just wanting to know that you weren't alone. And you weren't alone because you had me and I wasn't alone because I had you. So thank you so much for making this 2020 uh, a year that I know none of us are going to forget, but a year that I am so thankful for. So thank you. I love you all so much. I already have so many episodes that were recorded that we didn't even get to air in time for 2020. So they're going to come in 2021. Just a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing a lot of panels. Hopefully I'm going to do some live shows from Zoom. I don't know. The options are endless. It's exciting. I'm optimistic. I want to continue being a voice inside your head, <laughs> even if it's just for 15 minutes. And yeah, I may be super annoying and you want to turn me off and that's fine. But look, at least like act like you like me a little bit. Give me a review. Give me a subscribe. I don't know, a little share something. I'm so thrilled. Also, I have two special episodes that I'm going to be airing right after this and probably next week, or maybe even sooner if you're lucky. Two fantastic questions came in for Beauty in the Brain. I am going to do more Beauty in the Brain where we answer your questions and hopefully do it in a good way. And hopefully it works and hopefully it helps. But if not, just enjoy the laughs and the uh, ridiculous behavior of David Haggerty and myself. Well, I guess I, I will stop. I have been rambling on and I'm looking at all of my stuffed animals and baby Yoda in the room and wondering if they are looking at me back like I'm a crazy person as everyone is. Be safe. Enjoy this holiday. Try to find some little piece of joy, some laughter. Just try to love yourself too. And remember, we all have emotions and we all need support. So thank you for listening to Emotional Support. We are having so much fun as always. This is beauty in the brain. I'm so happy to have you back in my life and have this be consistent again. And we have some amazing questions that came in. I am going to read one that I really love and I want to hear your opinion on this. Do you do any meditation or any mental exercises that help with anxiety and do they work? Well, I do a lot. Doesn't mean they work. 
<laughs> but I mean, I feel this has been a roller coaster for me to try to figure out things that work. What helps me a lot whenever I have anxiety is movement. And we've talked about this before, you know, about how there's the, you know, medical treatment of movement now and how that that releases all this stress and releases anxiety. For me, my type of movement is not running. It's not um, taking a Pilates class or yoga. For me, it's specifically dance. Whenever I do a dance class or I dance alone in my room with the lights off and the music blasting or even in the car. For me, dance is my form of meditation to release the anxiety for a lot of reasons, but specifically because it's what I used to do as a child when I didn't know what the word anxiety meant and I didn't know what anxiety felt like. And I just knew that it was this thing inside me that made me shake all over and freak out and sweat and like go cuckoo bananas. And the only way that I could release that energy that I had was through dance. So that is what I do. That's what I recommend. I also would say I recommend doing anything that made you happy as a child. Whenever it's something that I did as a child, it seemed to be so pure and innocent and it brought such happiness and joy that I like to revert to do those things. What about you? <laughs> I'm a huge Headspace fan. I like to look at the screen time app on the phone and it's like doom scrolling through Twitter and then like an equal amount of time of doing Headspace to cope with the fact that I've been doom scrolling through Twitter. Like I needed like some blow off credits my senior year of college and ended up taking like this like activities wellness course that was like one credit an hour and we met in like the basement of some like creepy building on campus that was built in the 1800s. And this like woman used to come in and like turn off all the lights and play spa music, you know, like drums and like stuff in the background. There was like probably 80 kids in this class, like in this little tiny room. And she would make us get out of the chairs and lay on the floor, like 80 kids, like college kids laying on the floor in this like dungeon of a basement of a classroom and put your hand on your like chest and your hand on your stomach and do like deep breathing exercises for an hour. And I was like, I remember walking out after the first class and being like, this is nonsense, like absolute nonsense. Like I'm going to get an A, but like, what am I doing here? And I was just like, well, I'm going to be here. Might as well buy in and try it. Breathing exercises have changed my life. Like now, is it just meditation or is it specifically different breath work? So I think that like meditation definitely helps, but I'm like not very good at it. Like my mind runs at a million and a half miles an hour. And like everybody who's like a good meditator will be like, you know, like that's the point. Like you just have to get better at it. I was about to say that (laughs) is the point because you're like me and we're like off our rockers bouncing off the walls and that's we're like the we are like the yeah. perfect candidates for meditation. It was like yes. made for us. I always say that I want to learn how to do TM. Like, I do, oh, that's what I, I do. I know. Like, I need to. Like, I want to go and learn how to do it. And like, because TM for for those who are not aware is mm-hmm. transcendental meditation, and they say that it's the perfect meditation for artists and creative types. Because mm-hmm. it's a quite easy way to get into it. Like for me, if I hear one of those like dun, that shit, I'm like, get out of here right now. I remember. <laughs> okay. So Sturgis and I went on this. 
this is a little off topic, but it's around the we'll same get, We'll get back. We'll get back. We'll get back there. We're <laughs> going to circle around, but this is a little funny little story for you. We went to this place that's in Palm Springs. It's amazing. It's like near Joshua Tree. It's in the mountains. It's mm -hmm. a vortex. They have these mud baths. They have sound baths everywhere. They have, it's a natural hot spring. It's fantastic. It's our favorite place. But there, they have this very special sound bath dome there. And you lay there and they have these like breathwork classes, meditation classes. Mm -hmm. And Sturgis is like very juju and he like loves this shit. And I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, take me to the bath. Like, oh, you know, I am not about the sound yeah. bath mm -hmm. like that. I'm about the real bath. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try it out. I'm going to go. I'm going to be open mm -hmm. to this moment. So I get there and they start doing the, the, the bowl of the steel drum bowl. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. I should put in like a sound for this, but you get what I'm saying. And if you don't, I'm going to have people Google this. So I don't sound like that insane. Um, but they start doing this and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the vibrations in your body because you do, because the sound bath is mm -hmm. this round dome and you start feeling the vibrations. Literally, you can feel it like in your hoo-ha. Like that's how much it is like going. Right. So this is good. This like took a real big turn. Like <laughs> let's ignore all of this. My yeah. mother's going to be like, how did you get from a sound bath to talking about this? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, David missed me. Um, and it went on for an hour and I would say in about, there was no clock, so I couldn't tell you what time it was, but around 10 to 15 minutes, I would assume I started sweating and not because it was hot in there. I just was sweating and I was like, oh, I don't like this feeling. I don't know what's happening. And then I started seeing things and, and like, I was like, oh my God, I'm tripping, but I've never tripped before. So is this real? And I started to have a panic attack and I didn't know why I'm supposed to be in this calm state of mind and have a panic attack. I had to get up. I went and got water. The guy who was running the sound bath was very confused why someone was like jumping up. <laughs> and he's like, people make big money to come here. And I'm just like, can I get a water? I'm a little parched right now. Um, and I remember with every sound that was, was happening and the more and mm -hmm. more the drums started in the vibrations, my panic attack, excuse me, my panic attack got so bad that about 30 minutes into it, I, I, felt as if someone took nails on a chalkboard to my brain and like were scratching over and over and over and I had to leave and I left and Sturgis was in heaven. He's like, I am not leaving. He did not know I was gone. And then I sat outside of the room and kind of watched. And then when the hour was up, he was like, I could see him looking around for looking for me and I'm waving. He's like, of course there, there she is like yeah. in the corner, like causing a fuss, like how to make it about her I had to leave, you know, disrupting everything like a little tornado. Um, but it was so terrible to me. That is why I realize why TM is good for me is because it doesn't bring in the excess noise. And sometimes excess noise and excess conversations and ohms and all these things are great for people. They put people in this state of theta and their brain is like this. For me, 
no noise is the perfect noise. I need something going on where it's my own internal noise that's going on, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what helps me. And I don't know if there's any correlation to this, but like for me, classical music makes me so uncomfortable it is painful to listen to and i can appreciate the beauty of mm-hmm. the music but it felt almost the same way to me of the like of a violin like going and then yeah, mm-hmm. you know all, all these instruments i can't sit through classical music for one song i have panic attacks this is yeah i mean we gotta put you in some sort of scanner and play classical music <laughs> while it's isn't that crazy I mean, like, I'm going to do my best to circle back here. <laughs> yeah, because I totally went on such a deep dive. Well, no, I mean, no like, sense. this is me wildly speculating about the science. There's this part of me that I was like, meditation is really hard for me because this like weird internal state that I have to go into and like hear my thoughts and like actively engage with them and like let them pass and like this sort of stuff. Whereas breath work is really easy for me. And like the thing that I always go to because it's just me being sort of in control in that sense of just like, you know, four seconds in, hold for four seconds, exhale, you know, like do it over and over again. And like, you get the feedback, like you can feel your chest expand and then your stomach expand and then it go back the other way. It's like rhythmic pattern that like I can sort of get behind and that sort of helps me calm down. Meditating of like sitting set, like I'm literally like I'm fidgeting all, like I can't. Mm. So it's like, it's so hard for me to get there. And it like, it does, like I work on it. Like it really, like, I feel like it brings me peace. I get it, but it's very, it's a struggle for me to get there. And like the thing about the sounds is like, I feel like there's these like two camps of people of like people who need get the feedback because they're feeling overstimulated. When I do breath work, it's because I have like all of my senses are just on overload and like I turn everything else off by just focusing on one of them. Versus like, there's other people who are like, just overload me with a sense, an external stimulus, you know what I mean? Just like play a sound on repeat and that will help me calm down. But it's just like, brain. I don't know what it is. It works for some people. It works. It doesn't work for others. And I'm very sound sensitive. When it was really bad for me, I had like really bad auditory hallucinations. What would sound like, you know, like TV static in my brain, basically. Like, I don't know which wires crossed in there. That's when it gets really bad. Like I can't do sounds and I can't do light. Like I'll get really bad, like fluorescent light sensitivity. For some things, like some of those treatments or approaches will do the opposite because that's the thing that bothers you. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of the trigger. So I think it is, I think breath work is safe. Breathing doesn't really trigger me. Like when I get panicky or have like anxiety attacks, like the first thing I do is stop breathing without noticing it. Mm. Focusing on breath work and like making it a conscious effort to breathe is it helps and it can like walk me out of having like really bad anxiety attacks because like and it's a very sort of stop it in its tracks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't need to pay for it. You don't need to do anything. Just like no, and it's this will show my age. What's your age? I'm a Tumblr kid. I have a Tumblr. I, well, I'm sure I still have a Tumblr account. You oh, can yeah, probably find it. But I mean, like, I remember like seeing like all these gifts of like those like flowers that open and close that are like breathing exercise and you breathe. They're the, they're the best. They were what brilliant. Is. Yeah, they work. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, the visual stimuli of like breathing and a pulsing pattern, like doing natural breath work, is like a charm. Like they, they should teach this in grade school to children who. Is there. <laughs> yeah. do they we shouldn't teach- do dare. We should do like breathing exercises for We small should children. do the breathing exercises. It should be, it could be called like bear. Breathing exercises are rad. <laughs> 
know if that acronym works out, but I hear you. I don't know if it works, but I, but I got there. Headspace has a breathing exercise. Headspace calm. Le- Le- LeBron James can call you down. Obsessed. Okay, sign me up because LeBron James can calm me down. They sponsored like the election. I saw there was like a as like the election. I did on CNN at the bottom. It said calm app. And you know, I turned to Sturgis and my mom when I saw that, and I said, "Okay, this is how you know that the the world is in such dire need of a Mm -hmm. tool to help with anxiety and stress." The fact that it's being the the election was being sponsored by Calm App is no one would have ever believed that. Four years ago, whoever is the brand person that made that happen at Calm deserves brilliant the largest raise mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> like, it's amazing, but it's it true. I mean, like, it's I think it's a testament to you know a lot of stigma work. A company willing and a, you know an advertiser accepting that sort of placement really is striking a chord with a lot of people, whether they have a diagnosed condition, self-diagnosed, or not, whatever or not. This is where everyone is right now. The mm-hmm. amount of anxiety and depression that people are feeling is through the roof. Yep. So I yep. think it's it's huge to like if you haven't tried this before, try it. I get this question often. I always talk about like wanting well, to learn how to do TM. And people are always like, you're a scientist. Why would you do that? Like, that's not real. And I'm like, I can do both. You know, like, even if in your mind, that's not kosher to, you know, like academic hardcore medicine, like, that doesn't mean that you're excluded from it. And it's still working on your brain. (laughs) Try stuff that works, you know, like maybe it won't end up in like a published academic journal, but like, if you try it and it works for you, that's amazing. Or maybe it will. Yeah. You know? you know how bad and Prozac maybe there's is? A reason, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? And maybe there's a reason why yeah. the Beatles mm-hmm. and yeah. Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey and all of them mm-hmm. do TM. Maybe yeah, there's know, something there. I will put my scientist hat lab coat on and say, you know, like there's obviously a reason why the scientific method exists and we need to trial things and we need to put people in positions to get healthy and we need to know if vaccines work and we need to know if medicine is just a sugar pill or not don't get me wrong but but let me take that stuff off now and and say you know like there's no real consequence to trying these things Mm -hmm. if you try it and it works for you Mm -hmm. who cares i think it's super important and you know there will always be people who try and tear you down or try and say like oh that's not real or that's snake oil you know like obviously use a critical eye. I'm not going to tell you to do something, you know, like bananas that obviously has no value in it. But if you're not signing up for a cult or a pyramid scheme and it works for you, go for it. I I really think that it's the responsibility of a lot of scientists and doctors to start really admitting that this is the case. You know what I mean? Stigmatizing it. 60% of people, what is it, that take Prozac don't see a treatment effect. There are so many drugs out there that only work for such a slim amount of people. If you are one of those people or not, it doesn't hurt to add these sorts of things to your treatment regimen. The idea of just take a pill and it will get better does not apply here. So like no. try other things and don't discourage others from doing it as long as they're not hurting themselves in the process. I love that. I love that. Thanks, David. Emotion, Al, support.